All right, it's the Full Court Press, 5 o'clock hour, second hour here on a Friday evening. We get you ready for Utah State, Colorado State Rams, big one at the Spectrum. The last time these two teams met, Keta had a heyday versus one player in particular, Mr. Nico Garaccio. Uh, now, joining us here on the Full Court Press, one of my favorite dudes, uh, and he's probably done the best gimmick so far of Craig Smith in regards <laughs> of the bald cap. The uh, the movements, the body posture, it was all just extremely, what, Golden Globe? Would that be the word? Golden Globe Academy maybe favorites? Even, maybe an Oscar-esque. Richie, my man, how are we? What's going on, man? So you like that little Craig Smith bit we had? It was good. I, I went home and watched the game <laughs> after, uh, after we got back, and uh, I was like, Man, that's actually so. Like when uh, <laughs> when it was like, yeah, Richie's in the or uh, Coach Coach Smith is in the crowd. I was like, what is Coach Smith doing? I really, I can really looked like you for a second, and I had to pause it, and I was like, oh my hell, it's Richie. You gotta be kidding me. <laughs> no, that's funny. That's funny. So yeah, we wanted to do something in the student section with the ball cap, but then uh, then we wanted to do the little two cup bit too. You know, Coach Smith always has two <laughs> cups of water, and hey. so. I picked up on that. Uh, the SID, Kyle, gave me that information. He says, look, he always has two cups. When things are going well, he drinks out of one cup. But as soon as things start to turn the corner, he starts to drink out of the other cup. You know, a little superstition. So, you know, we had to do the little two-cup bit, too. And then they did the side-by-side frame. And I thought it looked just like him. I think you're right on point. Yeah, the body posture was great. The hands on the hip, the standing straight. Now, what we need you to do is run down the sideline doing your defensive stance yeah. both ways. And then stomping really hard on the ground when someone's about to take a three. That's get that in line. I think you're set. Oh man. Well, you know, Coach Smith was all on board with the ball cap, but if I start mocking him on the sideline, he might not appreciate it. Mocking him, it's him. There's nothing mocking about it. Imitation is the highest form of flattery. Uh you make a good point. Yes, it is the highest form of flattery. <laughs> Richie, you've uh, you've seen this Utah State team on an absolute roller coaster, to say the least. After blowing an 18-point lead in about a four-minute span to Boise State and falling at Extra Mile Arena, they turn around and come to the spectrum and take care of Air Force 72-47. What was the biggest difference you saw between those two games? Well, I think they just finished. You know, and that was a big theme for them. Finishing, finishing, finishing is what Coach Smith said. They just kept talking about it all weekend. And I'll tell you this, for them to have that colossal collapse they had at Boise State, and then for them to come or, turn around and have a completely set of different attitudes going into that game, I mean, they looked great in shoot-around. They looked confident uh, going into the game. They just looked outstanding. Uh, but when anytime they got a lead, they got like a 20-point lead at some point, and I told my play-by-play partner, Eric Rothman, I said, hey, don't get too comfortable. There's still like 10 minutes to go. <laughs> we, <laughs> we saw them uh, lose that 18-point lead with about three and a half. But I think that Coach Smith has done an outstanding job of not letting them just collapse for the season. Right? When something like that happens, you're extremely vulnerable, and your confidence is shot. And in their case, they had lost three straight. Then they got back on track with Nevada, and it looked like they were going to do the same with Boise State and just keep a – little win streak going and it didn't happen so I give coach Smith a lot of credit and his staff for not letting them fall into a deep depressed funk as a team uh they were exactly the opposite in this game the other night and I expect them to continue that into Colorado State uh playing Colorado State tomorrow Richie for this team you know injuries have been well noted is it is it something mental because I feel like even that answer wouldn't be Right, because I mean they've played tough opponents throughout the season. What do you what do you attribute the hiccups to? You know, I think I think part of it is 
know, I know they brought six of their uh, top seven players back, but and they got a lot of the same base starters. But it's it is a little bit of a different team from last year, and I think part of it is, you know, early on. Um, before Kata came back, they really had no back-to-the-basket post-threat with size. I mean, maybe Anderson could do that a little bit, but when Karbowski was playing big minutes, he really wasn't a back-to-the-basket guy. So they were really perimeter-oriented, you know, four round one on the offensive end. But, you know, their one down inside was coming out setting ball screens and back screens and whatnot. So it was a little bit of a different feel. Now you mix in Kata, and um, now you have a back-to-the-basket player. And that changes your style of play. Um and it just takes some time to get used to that. So I think that's part of it. But then, you know, you noted the injuries. Justin Bean, Sam Merrill both had some ankle injuries. They weren't the same. Um, just before the Boise State game, I think they had a week off. And I think it allowed those two guys, and maybe even Abel Porter, I think he's had like an ailing back for a while. I think it allowed those guys to heal. And not just physically, but also as a team, figuring each other out more so on the floor. Having some chemistry within each other. Because... You know, Kate is a great player. You know, when he's missing, you know, things are different, although they played pretty well for a while without him. But, you know, now that he's back, you've got to mix him back in, and you've got to figure out a way to play uh, a whole other style of play. And, you know, in the end, I think it's better, right, because Kate is such a great player. But in the beginning, you're going through some growing pains. And that loss at Boise State, I really believe that that loss will make them better throughout the course of season. I mean, that's not going to happen again. That was a, a very rare thing to happen, and I think they'll close out games from here on out. Uh, I want to ask you about Keta. It looked like on uh, against Air Force, he was actually fully back. You saw him dive on the floor, uh, a couple of big dunks, getting up on, on for rebounds. I mean, he was able to get up and block shots as well. Was that You covered Utah State extremely well this year. Was that the most you've seen Keta of the 2018-19 version of him? Absolutely. When they played at at Air Force, uh, he was different. Uh, he was very slow to get off the floor. He was very slow to react. Uh, and, you know, as a coach, you're always saying, hey, your mental quickness makes you physically quick. Well, Kata just trying, I mean, Kata was like in preseason shape a month ago. You know what I'm saying? Like he wasn't in game shape. He was just trying to get back into it. And you, you think slower. You're, every, everything that happens, you think it's not reacting. You're thinking. And when you're thinking, as a player, the athleticism is taken out of you. And so now that he's getting back in the swing of things, he looked really good against Air Force. I and mean, he's still not his best. I think he can be a lot better, but he looked quick. He looked quick off the floor. He had the fast twitch muscles. Offensively, I remember him, I think he went baseline twice off a drop step. One time they called it travel. Uh, and I think three times he went to the middle with a little hook shot. And even once or twice, he even faced up inside. Like, got the ball in the post, turned around and faced the basket and attacked. And he just looked more confident and he looked like the player that you saw last year, but bigger and stronger. I think he put on what, 20, 25 pounds. Yeah. Um, look at his numbers. Well, he's one for one from threes now, hundred percent. Right. <laughs> uh, but from free throws, he's gone up 18, 19% in free throw percentage from last year at 56%. And now, uh, I think he's like a 73, 74%. So he has certainly made the most of sitting out and, um, just having nothing better to do than shoot. With uh, with him healthy, what are the odds you give? Uh, what are the chances you give the Aggies at San Diego State? Because you know they're going to have that one marked down. They played a pretty good game against him in the Spectrum, but obviously it's well noted they're still trying to figure out their team, trying to get healthy, and that one's got to be a big one for the the end of the Mountain West Conference play. Well, 
I think that San Diego State is, I mean, they're outstanding, right? I mean, they're 20 and 0. Absolutely. Uh, third time in their school history. I mean, they're terrific. Uh, the, by the way, the previous two times they made the Sweet 16. So, uh, but they've bracket had a 20 tip game for you there. Yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> right now, Joe Lenardi's got him at his number one seat. So, uh, but they are vulnerable and things have changed for them. Uh, they've been without uh, Nathan Menza, big, tall man. I think he's from Ghana. Uh, I think he's close to you know six ten seven foot, really long arms, rim protector, and rebounder. And they've been without him for I think maybe nine games now. And um, I- I'm not sure he's coming back. I think he might be. He's having some issues. So I, you know, not nothing. I mean, it's health related. He's having some health related issues. That I don't think they really put out there too much. But I'm not sure he's coming back. And so what they've done is they've taken their Vanderbilt transfer, who's a big seven footer or six ten kid, and they've made him into a five, who normally plays a four. So they've had to change their way of play, and you know that can take other teams by surprise. But now that that's been happening and going for a while, people are going to learn how to play against that. Uh, I said during the broadcast, I was talking to Eric Rothman, and he asked me, he goes, of all the teams in the Mountain West, which team do you feel like is going to be having the best shot of beating San Diego State come conference tournament time? And I went through all the teams. I mean, UNLV is playing terrific under Coach Altenberger up there, first-year coach. You know, Colorado State is really trending up, and Nevada's good, and Boise, and blah, blah, blah. But in my opinion, Utah State has the best team and the best roster to do so. Uh, No question in my mind, you know, I don't think Utah State's going to win the regular season championship. I mean, what are they, four and four? But um, there's no doubt that they're continuing to peak. I think they had their dark time, and now they got their pieces. And as long as everybody stays healthy, I mean, they're going to keep peaking. San Diego State may have peaked already. Utah State's going to keep getting better, and there's no doubt in my mind that they could beat San Diego State um, now that they're getting all together, and there's no doubt in my mind that they can win the conference tournament championship. So uh, your hometown team uh, you know, still may, may very well be conference champions at the end of this thing. I, I want to get into the Mountain West as a whole more in just a bit, but i got to ask you, tomorrow night uh, you are calling the uh, or at least part of the broadcast for the uh, Utah State, Colorado State game at the Spectrum, eight o'clock. Another late tip off. I'm getting sick of these. Uh, but uh, <laughs> right. the last year they faced each other, Keta had a heyday, eight of eleven from the field in 36 minutes. He had 18 points, 11 rebounds, 10 of those were defensive. He had the one offensive rebound. And on the other side, Nico Carvacho, he was, I, I wouldn't say more down, but it was, uh, it was a quiet night for him. Five of eight from the field, 12 points, 10 boards. Uh, how much do you look forward to this matchup? And you feel like Carvacho has has improved from last year to this year, and how? Well, it's a, those are great questions. Carvacho, you know, here's the biggest differences between Keita and Carvacho. Carvacho is obviously an amazing rebounder, best of all time in the Mountain West Conference. Uh, but he's not going to be, you know, a guy that's jumping out of the gym. Uh, he's not a superb athlete. And you look at Keita and you see how long he is and his leaping ability and his quickness, he has that on Carvacho. Uh, you know, I think Keita plays more of like a power style, and, um, you know, he, he's pretty good with his footwork and things. Carvacho's good with his footwork, too, but he's not as long. And um, I just don't think Carvacho has, like, those fast-twitch muscles and whatnot to block shots like, like uh, Keita does. One great thing I love about Carvacho is every time you see him rebound the basketball, I mean, he just has a, t- a nose for the ball. He's, he's tenacious, has unbelievable hands, but watch him when he goes to rebound. He always gets the, goes and gets the ball with two hands. And his first coach there, Larry Eustachie, three years ago told me he thought for sure Carvacho would be in the NBA. Um, I don't personally see it. I think Kate is the NBA prospect of the two. 
but anytime you have a person that can rebound, oftentimes that translates to the next level. An NBA scout told me that once. He goes, you know, rebounding is something that always translates to the next level. Uh, all other qualities, rebounding. But those two head-to-head, I think Carvacho is going to have a hard time. I mean, Kata's bigger. Um, maybe they weigh about the same. Kata's probably a little more now. But Kata's an inch or two taller. Uh, I think he's more quicker and athletic, more athletic than Carvacho. Uh, but I just think that Carvacho, you know, I, I'm, I'm most curious to see who's going to win that rebounding battle. You know what I mean? Mm. Who's yeah. going to win that rebounding battle? And I think Carvacho's footwork's a little bit better uh, than it was a year ago. You asked how he had improved. Uh, I still think he has great hands and great anticipation. Uh, one thing both those guys have, they both have amazing vision inside the post. They're both really good passers out of the post. So, you know, if one team elects to double, double down, they almost always find the right player uh, that leads to a good shot. I want to ask you about Colorado State as a whole. This team's trending upward, as you already mentioned earlier. What is different about Colorado State, say, before, I guess, the first half of the season? Well, they're young. Um, they're young and old. they got four freshmen that get some serious playing time, and they have three seniors that get a lot of playing time. So those four freshman players that they have, and one is a point guard, Isaiah Stevens, uh, they're terrific. Isaiah Stevens is good. He's a good three-point shooter. He uh, may be their best player. Um uh, I mean, he leads the team, and anytime you have, anytime you go from a senior in high school to a freshman in college at Division One, it is a major jump. the The speed of the game is uh, incredibly fast, faster uh, at the Division One level, and that's all. It's, it's hard because remember we talked about Kata coming back into play. Uh, you know, he's thinking too much in the beginning, right? So it slows down his athleticism. Same thing happens with every freshman, but then you give a player like Isaiah Stevens the point guard. Uh, the hardest job on the floor, and he's still adjusted. I mean, he's like 12, 13 a game, four or five assists, and he's been great. And then they got another freshman, David Roddy, who's a four-man, 6'5", 250. Some people say he's you know could be freshman of the year. He's like 14 and 7 in the conference. And they just have some other good players surrounding them. But I just think that those freshmen are starting to figure it out. Uh, first of all, Nico Medved is like they're on the level of Craig Smith. I mean, they're just terrific coaches. They know how to coach. They've been experienced coaches before they came here as head coaches. And, you know, Colorado State, they did have nine non-conference wins. I think that's their best in like five, six years. Um, But I just feel like these freshmen they have are figuring it out, and they're getting better each and every day, and that's making a major impact on uh, the success of their program this year. Looking at the Mountain West as a whole, you already mentioned how San Diego State uh, right now in bracketology is predicted as a one-seed um, how many bids do you think the Mountain West is going to get? And I guess how important on top of that are those potential rematches USU could have with San Diego State for their own bracket hopes? You know, I, I think it's going to be extremely difficult for Utah State to get an at-large unless they win out, you know, and maybe they have one or two hiccups. But I think they've got to finish, you know, 13-3, 14-4 in league, um, to be honest with you, to get to get that. Uh, now, they do have some good wins. You know, they they beat LSU, they beat Florida. Um, and I could go down the list. They'd be some really good teams, but I just think as of late, uh, they're out of that conversation right now. Uh, could they get back in there? Of course, of course they could. Um, but they've got to really, they've got to finish strong. I mean, they got to get at least, you know, I think 23, 24 wins. It's just my guess. Now I have, I have no bracketologist, but I just, from my feel and just from conversing with other people who, who have talked about it, that's kind of their feel as well. Um, but if San Diego State wins the conference tournament, I'm not convinced Mountain West will have more than one. Uh, now, if Utah State, you know, does what we just talked about, possibly, 
possibly they got to get back in that conversation. They're not there now. Um, but I'm not convinced San Diego State's going to win the conference tournament. Do I think San Diego State's going to get in that large bid? Yeah, I do. But I'm not convinced they're going to win the conference tournament because mm-hmm. uh, everybody's peaking at that time, and you know it's hard to stay on top. I mean, think about San Diego State. They haven't lost a game since last March. Yeah. I mean, it's been 10 and a half months since they lost a game. <laughs> Uh, it's hard to keep that. So by season's end, when they continue to play games and whatnot, every other team is continuing to improve. And teams like Utah State that are well coached, they they peak at the right time. They just continue getting better every week of the season. Richie Shore of ESPN uh, joins us here on the Full Court Press. Richie will be the analyst on the ESPN broadcast tomorrow. He's Craig Smith's twin. Long lost twin, doppelganger, whatever you want to call it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, by the way, I got to ask you: Is uh, did Sam uh, ask for any of your nachos or anything? Because that guy, and did you actually oblige? Because that guy was on a roll versus Air Force. So, did you finally learn your lesson? Is that what happened? Yeah, because you're, you're making fun of me because of San Jose State. I didn't give him my chili dog. Yeah, chili yeah. nachos, chili uh, dog, yeah, whatever well, it is. Did you finally actually give in and help? Pants mid game. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, so. You know what, Sam? Sam is always cordial. He's great. He's always said hello, and he kind of nods his head at me when he sees me. But he, since since I didn't give him the chili dog, he really hasn't talked to me as much. <laughs> uh, I don't know if he's if he's just you know like upset. Is he hurt by that or what? I don't know. But uh, no, honestly, I think I think they've uh, a lot of their players have tried to change their approach because uh, you know the things have not been going so well. So they're trying to stay a little more focused, stay away from the media. But Sam's always polite. And Justin Bean. Justin Bean's always coming up and shaking my hand. I like that kid. Uh, but hey, can I ask you guys a question? Shoot. What's up with Jello in Utah? I'm just learning about this. Jello is what that... f- what what funeral potatoes are to Utah, as is Jello. Fry sauce, Jello. Way to potatoes. use an example that's solely only Utah. <laughs> well, that's the only thing you can think <laughs> about, man. As someone who's not from the state, I'm with you. I don't get the supreme love fest either. It's it's kind of weird, but I like it. It's so much that I think I'm gonna eat Jello on air tomorrow night. Do it! Ooh. Oh my gosh, do it you now! Put food if, in it. Then now, you're... I would request you put some whipped cream in it and you make it green Jello. If you want the delectable taste of grandeur <laughs> heaven in Jello, you will have green Jello with the whipped cream, and then you will give me credit for this because you okay. will be in love with it. So yeah, you're you're so you're weirdly obsessed with this too. It sounds like. Well, I'm from Utah, yeah, so yes, absolutely. Like you got it. <laughs> I'm just playing. No, that's great. All right, well, I'm going to have to see what we can do. I'm going to talk to the producer about this. <laughs> Let me know if you need any help. I know the best gel places to go. <laughs> hey, man, can I get some to go so I can bring it to the game? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You can. Yeah, Let me know where you're at. I'll, I'll get the hookup. I'll bring you some you. jello salad. Oh, my gosh, you're going to love it. Oh, you'll be so in love. <laughs> jello salad is the way to go. <laughs> right. I'm going to hit you up later. i got to get you some jello. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> hey, uh, Rich, I gotta ask you. Uh, what's your biggest surprise so far of the Mountain West season so far, and what's your biggest disappointment? Can they be the same? Yeah, um, absolutely. Go ahead. I mean, I, I, somebody asked me this on a show a couple weeks ago, or a week or two ago, and I and I they said the biggest surprise. That's all they asked me, and I said Utah State. I'm surprised they they had that hiccup that they lost three in a row, then four or five. Uh, but when you get when you when you peel off a few layers of the onion, you see why. I mean, there's injury issues. They're trying to mix in a great player. They're trying to do things different. So that just happens. Um, so, you know, I'll say that's my biggest surprise, Utah State. Um, but I, I think they're going to get that turnaround. Uh, I, I do think that they could still win that conference tournament. They, they're going to be right there. Here's my biggest disappointment. The New Mexico Lobos. Mm. 
to start out whatever they were, like 14 and two or whatever, 15 and two or whatever they were. Um, and then to have two guys get removed from the team uh, for off the court issues. And that's disappointing to me because they had a team, they had a squad, they were loaded with talent. And now they're completely different. And I did the game at Colorado State a week ago when New Mexico was there. And uh, Colorado State had 19 threes on them, and they looked dead in the water. But you can't do much about 19 threes. But just their body language going into warm-ups was right after the second player got kicked off the team within a week. And I could tell, I mean, these guys are going to get smashed tonight. And they did. Lost by like 30, Colorado State. So it's just disappointing to me that they had such a great squad. I do like their coach, Paul Weir. Uh, they got a great staff, and then that happens, and I feel bad for them. But um, I guess you could say that's what happens when you take guys with questionable character. Yeah, good point. On the yeah. on the subject of uh, players and, and punishment, have anything to your mind stand out as bad as that uh, Kansas-Kansas State brawl in recent <laughs> history? Because, I mean, you're talking some serious suspensions for teams. You, you know, and that's – no, I haven't – I can't think of anything in recent – you know what, I'm a big – I'm from Cincinnati, so – the crosstown shootout's a big deal in Cincinnati every year. It's the uh, Xavier versus Cincinnati game, mm. and Xavier's got the best of them over the last decade. But it's uh, they had a brawl maybe ten years ago that was uh, right. similar, similar, where they didn't have the game for like two years. Yeah, which right. was a big deal in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, and um, you know I haven't lived there in forever, but uh, you know I still follow. And, uh, it's, so, but I don't know that can't that one was pretty bad. I, I haven't seen a guy pick up a chair before. Yeah, uh, that, that's amazing. The thing is, like, both benches got ejected in that game because they both ran off the floor. There, evidently, the ref said there was one second left in the game, so they could be ejected. Uh, and I don't know what's going to happen, and that's disappointing too because Kansas was five and one on the, on the way to another conference championship, and then that happens. So, yeah, it's I, I hate that. I, I you know, and, and you got to understand too. We're talking about eighteen to twenty three year olds. And all of us did stupid stuff. Now, maybe we didn't get in fights, but we all did stupid stuff between 18 and 23. You're not always thinking <laughs> no, uh, totally. appropriately. So, you know, you got to think, you know, you got to forgive some of these guys for their actions, and they're probably going to be embarrassed about it down the road if they're not already. But it just, it's just disappointing that, you know, teams are having great years, and then, boom, these kind of things happen. Would you, would you go as far go on record and say Kansas absolutely won't win the Big 12? Because, I mean, you've got, what, Baylor, West Virginia, Texas Tech. I mean, it's a pretty good conference this year, and Baylor's obviously sitting at number one right now. You know, I, I wouldn't say that there's no chance because I don't know how Bill Self did it for whatever it was, 13, 14 years. Fair. Uh, I mean, he's had roster issues in the past, and, and he still finds a way. I mean, I – Say what you want about Bill Self and say what you want about the FBI investigation, but he does something with those players. You know what I mean? Like the old John Wooden quote, you've you got to have talent to win, but just because you have talent doesn't mean you're going to win. And um, he still wins with that talent. You know what I mean? And that's, that's you know, so he, he's, he's getting it done. Uh, and he's doing a great job of coaching who he has. And he always has. He's been extremely successful winning a lot of conference championships along the way. Richie, that's great stuff. Thank you so much for your time. We know you got to get ready uh, for this Utah State uh, Colorado State game, so we wish you the best at the uh, at the game. And uh, again, let me know when you want any of that gel green <laughs> salad uh, to, to specialty. Man, I, I don't know. Yeah, I got, I got to figure. I don't even know what a gel green salad is. I, oh. I, I just want some Jello by itself. See, that's what normal people want outside out. of Utah. That's boring, just regular man. Jell-O. Whipped cream and Jello salad. Regular Jello. Yeah. <laughs> don't yeah, put well, things in my Jello. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't want pineapple See? in there. You know, See? I just want some. I just want a spoonful of clear liquid, whatever that is. Solid Listen to liquid. the man. What is, what is Jello? You, you yeah. are not a yeah. hard guy to please. I'm just telling you, it will change your <laughs> life. Promise you. All right. All right. Hey, Richie, thanks for your time. Really appreciate you, man. Thanks, Be Richie. safe. All right, man. Thanks, guys. All right. See you tomorrow. Yep.